Welcome to 222 Paranormal Podcast, coming to you once again from Studio 1A in Toledo, Ohio. Six feet above. I'd <laughs> rather be six feet above than six feet under, let me tell you. It was crud with reality. Perfect song for this show. Absolutely. One of my favorite intros. We're going to be getting more music, folks. So excited. New music coming. From Stay the tuned. Runers and Bathurst. Yes. Help me, Jesus. I need it. I need it now yeah. in my life. I need it right now in my life, Joe. I don't know why I'm on this whisper kick. It's oh. probably because I have a very sore throat, but we're going to push through, push and, through. and we're going to do the show. Yeah. But before we get started, I just want to remind everybody to please follow and subscribe or follow the show on whatever podcast outlet you get. You can also subscribe, hit the like button on our YouTube page, and of course, you know, follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Twitter and we're now on Instagram so everybody just yeah I haven't figured it out yet I got it it's covered. just pictures right I got it covered okay. yeah pictures right. and videos don't understand we're not at TikTok level yet everybody <laughs> but maybe someday I did sign up for TikTok I finally got my TikTok on my phone you were gonna be up all night no yes haunted the, TikTok the only thing I've seen so far is this girl's dancing and then some girl saying she likes older men and I'm like Okay. Why do I even have this on okay, the phone? First of all, we have to have a conversation with our listeners. Anyway, <laughs> haunted TikTok is out of control. I'm up all night long really? because I can't stop watching all these three-minute videos of all this haunted stuff. It's so exciting. And then I have some other favorite ones, yeah. and I'll just share these with the listeners because you have to check it out. Monty the Singing Donkey. <laughs> he goes, He's so funny. He's this little tiny donkey, and he just has this really funny bray. So you have to follow him. He's really, really funny. And then um, the other one I like is um, this guy. I, don't, I forget his name. is Aaron something. And he, <laughs> he, he likes to jump on things in very, 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 very tall hooker heels. He will be wearing <laughs> these heels and just be like jump up four feet tall. And then he'll go, hello, bitch. It's so funny. <laughs> funny okay okay it's not haunted but it's just really funny like if you want to be entertained if you get scared watching a poltergeist video or something and you just need to reset your mind you just gotta watch something funny but you know there's a lot of paranormal podcasts out there yes so we try to do our best to make our show as entertaining and informative as we can and I know that personally I know our editor spends a lot of time <laughs> editing the show trying to make it perfect for yes, you yes he does but um, no, if you can, please, if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button. It, the new term now is follow. Yes. A lot of companies are going to the term follow. It's the same thing. It just it doesn't cost you anything. Well, yeah. The thing was, they were saying that people think that by hitting the subscribe button, you have to pay for a subscription. Yeah. But it's not. It's not like that on with podcasts. No, we bring this to you for free, folks. So if you feel like you love what you hear and you want to make large million dollar donation, yes. I'll send you my cash app. Just DM me. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of um, weird stuff that keeps you up all night, Joseph Dean, yes. can I tell you what happened in my house? Sure. Okay. So for all our new listeners and our, our long term family, of listeners who we love and cherish and adore all of you. Yep. I was in my house 
during the day. I was working from home. I was sitting at the dining room table. And we talked about this before. Remember the predator effect where yeah. you see something shimmering, but you can tell it has shape to mm-hmm. it? I'm sitting there, and I'm at my laptop typing away. La, 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 la. Send me all your money, people. You know, do my job. And this thing walks through from the kitchen to the dining room and to the living room with that shimmery effect. And I could see it out of, what do you call that? Peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. Peripheral vision. And then I looked and it walked and disappeared. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) In the daytime. Well, the ghosts don't know if it's day or night. Yeah, I know, but it's just weird. I I only had two daytime things happen. The whistle, which my mom witnessed, and then that. Very weird. Oh, 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 forgot to tell you. Okay, this just happened two days ago. Okay. I come home from work, and I don't know if I was here here at Mom's. Did I stop here this week? Well, I don't remember. All the days and weeks just run together. My life is just one giant rat rat race. hole. Which I was in that movie, if anybody wants to go back. Oh, rat race, yeah. (laughs) I forgot to tell everybody. Um, I come home. And mind you, this was a day I didn't have the air conditioning on. It was a cooler day. It was before it got hot. But it was just three days ago, four days ago, whatever. And I come home and I walk in my kitchen and it smells like coffee. Like somebody just brewed coffee. Oh, yeah. Ma told me about that. Okay. First of all, I don't drink coffee. I haven't made coffee in my house since Christmas time. But it was like overwhelming. And I was like, okay, maybe I just thought I smelt it. I stood in the kitchen and you could smell it like hmm. somebody had brewed a pot of coffee. I'm like, okay, either one, somebody's sneaking in my house, or two, I gotta go to like drink coffee. And if it's residual somebody, coffee. What if it's somebody sneaking into your house, why would they sneak into your house with a cup of coffee and walk around so it smells like it? I don't know. Or brew. Wouldn't put it past my crazy neighbors. <laughs> it's a whole nother podcast. I'll <laughs> tell you guys about that later. Lordy, lordy, lordy. So anyways, um, no, I'm sorry, guys. I, you know, I like to tell you all my updates. Hey, my why not? Haunted house. Living in a haunted house makes, you know, a lot of interesting uh, things. I mean, oh. I've seen stuff in your house. Weird. That day we were standing there and a shadow figure just walks in between us like, um, hello, we're trying to talk here. I know. I wonder if it's the same one because. Could be. A lot of the activity we've seen or felt is in the back bedroom and then in that area between mm-hmm. the kitchen and the dining room which isn't very big because you yeah. know i got a tiny house but yeah just weird like i don't know i i dying to get some cameras set up <laughs> in the house so i want to see what's happening when i'm not there or when i'm sleeping yeah right and i always wonder too does the temperature in your house determine paranormal activity it might i mean look at when we are doing investigations one of the tools we use is a temperature gauge. Yeah, I forgot about that. So it's like I'm running my air and I'm like, you know, I don't know, it goes like it cold. I don't know. It's hard to say. Don't know. We won't know until we're there. But, you know, the one thing that um, Joe and I have always been fascinated by, and I'm sure you guys have too, is a haunted mirror. Yeah. You know, we've looked into scrying. Mm-hmm. We've stared into some people's haunted mirrors. Um, we've been in old abandoned places where there were mirrors, haunted mansions, 
And we just were like, you know, we got to look at this closely. Oh, that was a good pun. Look at it. Oh, right right over my head. Mine too. (laughs) But, um, you know, go ahead, Joey. The first, so let let me do a little bit of history of the mirrors. The first recorded history of a handheld mirror was in 8000 BC. And what they would use was, it was made out of um, obsidian stone. City and stone is from volcanoes, mm-hmm. and it's black, and they po- they would polish it so that it reflected their image. This was used a lot later for scrying, and we'll talk okay. about that in a little bit. But okay. the first bronze mirror was made in 2900 in Egypt, and also 3000 BC, or I should say 2900 BC in Egypt, and 3000 BC in China, in the 15th and 16th century. This is where it gets interesting. In Venice, they had a mirror that was invented known as the Murano glass mirrors. Ooh. Okay. What's that? These mirrors were on glass, but they were made with mercury. Like the backing part? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now, this is where the stories of curses came in with haunted mirrors because what would happen is... um, Mercury is very poisonous, and if you handle mercury, it gets in your skin, mm-hmm. it absorbs into the skin, gets in the blood system, and it kills you. Does it go into your brain or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. The whole blood system. So, what, does it just make you go crazy first, or does it yeah. just poison you slowly? It's a slow poison, but you actually do go crazy because oh of it. Mercury poisoning is very, very vicious, and that's where these stories of curses come from, from the curse of the haunted mirror. Mm-hmm is a lot of this was mercury poisoning because people were handling these mirrors and getting that mercury into their skin. And there's plenty of stories from the 15th and 16th century of haunted mirrors killing people. And I think that it is because of the mercury in the mirrors. Did they ever make mirrors with silver backing? Yeah. Real silver? Back in the 1800s is when they started using silver on mirrors. Now, something else you have to think about, too, is... The glass back then was blown glass. And as you've seen in some of the old mansions and that we've been in, when you look at a window that was from blown glass, you'll notice that it's wavy. Mm-hmm. Well, when they would use that in the mirrors, blown glass has a tendency to actually move. And that's why if you see an old house where some object was sitting in front of that window for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. and this is where they get the stories of the woman in the window because the woman's husband passed away and she sat in that window for years. Well, the thing about glass is it's constantly moving. Now, modern glass doesn't move as much as the old, you know, blown Mm. glass that Mm. had more lead content in it. Okay. And it would actually take on the shape of whatever object is in front of it. Okay. So these mirrors that they would make with the silver backing had two problems. One, they were blown glass mirrors, which are not, you know, perfectly flat. Mm-hmm. And also the silver would actually start cracking and what they call clazing. Mm-hmm. It's like when you pick up an old pot and it has all the cracks in it. Well, that would cause different images to appear in the mirror. So when you think about a haunted mirror from the 1800s, it could be caused by this clazing of the silver back. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that that mirror sitting on the wall has changed or taken on a shape of something that's set in front of that mirror. Now, it takes a long time, but 
that's a known fact that because the lead content in the glass was a lot more in the mirror and it actually moved. Wow. Over that's why when you go into these old mansions, look at the windows, you'll notice that the bottom of the window is thicker than the top of the window. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, and there was also a thing in China or Japan, excuse me, the um magic mirrors. And what it was was the emperors and all that would have these mirrors and when they shine light on them, wherever the reflection goes is a exact replica of whatever's carved on the back of the mirror and it was a guarded secret for thousands of years of how these mirrors are made and there's still people that to this day make magic mirrors but what happens is when you put the glass on the mirror the glass forms to the shape that's carved on the back now you may have a carving on the back and flat on the other side but it's still the thickness in that and it goes back to the same thing this was blown glass Mm -hmm. it would change shape and when the light hits it, it reflects on the wall and has that same... Batman symbol? Yeah. <laughs> so when you hear of stories of haunted mirrors or cursed mirrors from the 15th and 16th century, you're probably talking about poisoning from mercury. And if it's from the 1800s, you're probably talking about because the silver changes on the back of the mirror. So if you had one of those mirrors, just mm-hmm. say you know you had one, and you were using it to... Uh, divinate, divinitate. Yeah. Is that the right word? Is that how you guys Div- say it? Divina- divination. Di- for divin... Div- scrying. Just say yeah, scrying. scrying. Yeah. <laughs> so much easier. Would it intensify it because of that metal having that effect on that person? Yeah. You know, would, would that so. open up their... Um, I don't know, a, a bigger portal than well, think just about a this. regular mirror? Think about this, you know, obviously mirrors that are made now, the backing is usually aluminum, that which is not magnetic. Mm -hmm. But when they used mercury and silver, that was a magnetic force type metal. And we know that when we go ghost hunting, we look for electromagnetism Mm -hmm. from ghosts. So maybe a lot of these haunted mirrors, now I'm, I'm not saying the mirrors that have, you know, mercury poison it, but mirrors that actually have haunted stories attached to them i'm thinking that the ghost may be attracted to them because of the metal that's used in the backing so it's easier for them to what's the word i want um attach or whatever to the mirror yeah yeah or use the mirror for their yeah something yeah along that line i mean it's like our dowsing rods we use our dowsing rods and we use we actually have a special compound of bronze that we use for our dowsing rods because it's a better conductive metal Mm -hmm. and that's why you should buy our dowsing rods because they're so much better but anyways (laughs) but more conductive that's what i want to say that was my word but yeah no we've seen who had it that had the haunted mirror greg and dana had one yeah well that goes back with scrying like okay i i own an actual black mirror and we actually measured it today so I can buy a frame. It's been sitting here with no frame. <laughs> but I actually have a true black mirror that is used for scrying. Mm-hmm. It has been used, um, I don't know what year, because I don't have a frame. Or, you know, I can't tell really how old this thing is, but the way that it's built, I, I'm i thinking maybe 15, or I was going to say 1500. <laughs> no, I'm um, 1950s, 1930s, somewhere around there, okay. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But my scrying mirror is an actual black mirror. And Greg and Dana have one in the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal. And when they first got it, so okay, so someone gave them this mirror, said that they couldn't 
have this mirror in their house in their house anymore. So they got hold of Greg and Dana, and they actually gave it to them. And I think it was at Michigan Paracon. I'm pretty sure it was. About four years ago, mm-hmm. a woman came up to their booth, and they have this mirror in their booth, and you can look in it to see what you know. Try to scry with it. She started screaming <gasps> because, and I heard. I, I can remember, I remember this. that. And Remember, everybody's like, what? What's going on? They thought it was like somebody was like won the lottery or something. <laughs> <laughs> she actually looked into their mirror and saw her corpse in that mirror. Oh, my gosh. That's scary. So that's scrying. I mean, scrying is a big thing. I mean, back the ancient Greeks were no, either known as, oh, I can't say this word. It's catopromancy or entropromancy, which is basically scrying. Mm-hmm. They had a magician who practiced the dangling of a mirror on a thread and lowered it into the water. And as the edge of the mirror touched the edge of the surface of the water, by looking into this mass of reflections, both from the water and the mirror itself, he said that the future could be told. So he was using scrying that way where he dangled a scrying mirror over water. That's interesting because don't they... They, huh? Who they are? Uh, those, those people over there. Yeah, but haven't we heard that you shouldn't put two mirrors facing each other because it's like I don't know opens the a double portal or something like to that effect. I don't know because I don't know if that's a good thing or not because one of my fantasies <laughs> is to own a house and have a room. Oh, go on. Where Here we go. <laughs> there's mirrors on the floor, ceiling, and walls. Fifty Shades of Shorty. So and uh, oh. I always wanted to put like a strobe light in there. So when you put someone in there, the strobe light would blink, and it, you know, just weird. Yeah, I would, wouldn't that be awesome though? It'd be like infinity room, total infinity. It, the, that would be insanity. It would have that to would be, be my worst night. <laughs> it would have to be perfectly level, and then no light in there except for the flashing light. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> you try that at the next ghost hunt. <laughs> Go for it, Joel. I'll, I'll I'll watch from outside. So, going back to scrying, the first appearance of scrying was done in China in 3000 BC and then later in Egypt at 2500 BC. Wow. And that back then, you know, I mean, like I said 8,000 years ago, they were using mirrors for mirrors. Mm-hmm. But the form of scrying actually came around in China and in Egypt. I heard that the Egyptians were very obs- self-obsessed mm-hmm. and loved to look at their se- their own reflections in water and mirrors. It's one of the things is they believe that the mirrors are a portal mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. your soul. Cool. Now, here in ancient Rome, Diviner, diviner, diviner. Oh, I don't. Diviner, the diviner, dun, dun, diviners. Dun. He is the diviner. We're known as blindfolded boys. Now they were known to gaze into mirrors to experience hallucinations of the future, according to the fourth-century text, Scriptorius Historia Augusta, the death of Julian the Apostate was correctly prophesied by the blind boys who were using this technique of mirror gazing. So, so they saw the future. Yep. And that's a big thing. Um, I know in the 16th century, there was a person called John Dee. Mm-hmm. He was a scientific advisor to England's Queen Elizabeth I. He was really into the occult. He used obsidian mirrors, so black mirrors. Mm-hmm. 
a real Ascidian. Now, Ascidian is a very heavy stone. So I don't know what the size of these mirrors, but I do know that the first handheld mirrors that they found back in 8,000 years ago were real small, mm-hmm. but they were still Ascidian. So he used his mirrors, and they were actually Aztec culture mirrors. So the Aztec would make mirrors out of Ascidian, and in the 16th century, John Dee actually used them for his div- divining or divination. Interesting. And for the queen, and he would, per- he would um, predict the future and all that mm-hmm. for her. Now, in the 16th century, the French uh, apothecary and um, supposed seer Nostradamus. Do I say that right? Nostradamus. Nostradamus. No. <laughs> Nostradamus. <laughs> Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Um, he was said to use um, a mirror made from black obsidian for his divinity. Same same yeah. time. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, it's funny because, like, you look in, in popular culture and, and more recently, we're going to, like, in the 1800s. So the Brothers Grimm's fairy tale, Snow White, she had that, you know, the magic mirror. Mm-hmm. The queen had the magic mirror showing off, like, superstitions. And um, it's it's interesting that if you go back and look at some of the old Disney stuff, like, there's a lot of folklore and magic oh, type yeah. things. Occultic stuff. Yeah, for sure. That's part of the Mandela effect, too. Mm-hmm. because many people remember that she went up and said, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? But according to the Mandela effect, if mm-hmm. you look it up now, and if you look it up, watch the movie or that, mm-hmm. according to the Mandela effect, she just says magic mirror on the wall. Oh, interesting. So which one is it? We're going to have, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen I don't think all I of either. the Disney cartoons. I haven't because I don't want to. <laughs> And I don't have kids, so I don't have yeah, to watch right. the same movie a yeah. thousand times exactly. in a row. We love you, you huh. love me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got, um, so, you know, one of my things is every one of us has an iPhone, and they all have a black mirror on it. So, you know, you could just be looking in your iPhone, yeah. scrying. Yeah. Because there's a lot of metal and things behind it. Mm-hmm. Who knows what, what um, compound makeup. That's the thing is. Of the inner workings of your phone is scrying is a big thing it's been around for thousands of years and people still do it today there's a lot of stories of haunted mirrors and a lot of them is where they would look into the mirror and they would change and that's scrying Mm -hmm. just like greg and dana's black mirror and just like my black mirror i i do it but i haven't seen anything yet in it but yeah the cell phones you can do it in cell phones right now the most faint i'm just gonna throw this out there you guys argue amongst yourselves but i think the most famous mirror thing is bloody mary yeah like every girl Mm -hmm. did it at a slumber party in the 70s and 80s and probably (laughs) earlier than that but you know the legend um has very different variations right so but it's all the same thing you're trying to conjure the ghost of bloody mary who was said to be prematurely buried by her family and she tried to claw her way out of her own coffin now you got to stand before the mirror in a completely darkened room and say bloody mary three times some legends say five but you know but three's the trinity so usually it's three and they say um you turn in a circle as you say her name but the uh, last utterance of Bloody Mary is supposed to appear behind you and you better run. And do remember when you probably weren't there. Yeah. D or Peggy had a slumber party. I think it was Peggy. And they were doing this in the bathroom. Okay. 
And I was standing outside the door and I remember because I was like three or four years old. I, I remember this. And the girl came out and ran me over. She was so scared because <laughs> my brother Bill was hiding in the shower and scared her. And I got trampled on and I probably have repressed that's, trauma that's from That's where <laughs> all your years of psychotherapy have no, come from is no, I need a doctor. When I was a child, I was ran over by an older girl. Yeah. Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> scary was like, from Mary? Uh, crying, you know. Um, there's another one, and I've never done this one, and I've never heard of this one, but maybe um, our listeners have. It's called ba- uh, Blue Baby. Okay. So it's another slumber party staple involving chanting in front of a mirror. Now, in this one, you pretend to rock a baby in your arms while standing in the dark in front of the mirror. Now, you say the phrase, Blue Baby, 13 times and it's said that the uh, I don't even know what this word is Cerulean infant I think that's right um, in question will appear in your arms and scratch you at which point you better drop the child and run for your life otherwise blue baby's mother is going to appear and scream give me back my baby loud enough to shatter the mirror so if you don't drop the baby and run mama blue is going to kill you what if she breaks the mirror. How's the blue baby going to get back into the mirror? Stuck in this, this realm. Yes. Yes. Of course, you know, we've all talked about breaking a mirror. Seven yeah. years, bad luck. What does that come from? I don't know. What okay. So it's a Roman superstition. Now, they believe that uh, life renewed itself every seven years. So breaking a mirror would cause damage to the soul, and it was reflecting the soul that it was reflecting at the time and you know various folk remedies of breaking a a mirror the curse you have to soak the mirror shards in south flowing water for seven hours or grind the pieces into fine dust and then bury them oh to break the curse how many mirrors do you think we broke because we've had some runs of back luck (laughs) (laughs) honestly i don't think i've ever broke a mirror i think i did once besides my car mirror Still counts. Yeah. Do you get seven years of bad driving if you break your... (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Look at all the jalopies Joe's driven. Oh, good Lord. Let's talk a little bit about people and and rituals that they've done with mirrors in their house. So one of the things is, and this is going back for a long, long time, probably since, you know, mirrors were um, invented, but people covering mirrors yeah during morning periods i know the greek used to cover their mirrors up every single night mm. so that why they slept their soul wouldn't be sucked out of the Ooh. room into the mirror that's interesting and of course in jewish custom directly following a death family members of the deceased will sit in shiva now this is a seven day morning process in which among other practices all the mirrors in the homes must be covered it's common only in certain communities and the reason for this practice varies but the Kabbalists were concerned that they will write that all types of evil and spirits and demons will come try to visit the family during mourning when the soul leaves the world it leaves a void an emptiness that is prone to be filled by dark forces this is because wherever there is a vacuum negativity can creep in and so the house that is mourning the place where the loss is felt most is a magnet for evil spirits now isn't this interesting because 
you know, just putting two two together when people are depressed Mm -hmm. and you're at low points or you're in a weakened state, this is when these, I'm going to call them the D word. I'm not going to say that word anymore because I don't want to put that out there. Yeah. Um, the dog knickers. The dog knickers uh, come in. Mm-hmm. You know, like we've, you see it. You know, people are depressed and then all of a sudden strange paranormal activity happens and then they start calling um, the teams out to be like, mm-hmm. I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle I'm going crazy. Well, yeah, because like, you know, you're depressed. Yeah. And you got a mirror. Now, there is a story that I saw a long time ago. I don't remember when, but, and they call it a debunk box mirror, which... We all know that what the book box is. I like the way you say that. <laughs> and now this story was about a full-size chest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not a Pamela Anderson size, but oh. <laughs> no, a full-size wooden chest with a mirror in the middle. And they ha- got it from the grandmother who got it as a wedding gift. So it's pretty old. Okay. Don't know if it was old when the wedding gift was given to her, if it was brand new, or, but it, it doesn't matter. This girl had this chest of you know this or wardrobe i should say okay and it had the mirror in the front she kept seeing light flashes in her room and she just blew it off as a car going down the street or something the one night she had all curtains closed and she kept seeing this light in the other room so she went into the room and the wardrobe the mirror in the wardrobe was shimmering with light (gasps) wow and she couldn't figure out what it was so ended up getting evps out of it she ended up being haunted wardrobe now i don't know the full story about it because i just thought i just remembered you know Mm -hmm. about it and i should have looked it up before the show but you know that's how prepared i am but she got this mirror and i can remember the story goes that it would shimmer light and she would actually communicate with her grandmother through evps and that in the mirror Interesting. So that's a form of scrying. Yeah. Except it was kind of the opposite because she wasn't trying to scry into it. The, the mirror was scrying to her. Wow. That's interesting. And you can look that up on YouTube. I remember seeing it on YouTube. You know, I have uh, my grandma's, um, what do you call it? Like, a, not a vanity. The vanity, I think Michelle or Annie has. Mm-hmm. But I have the dresser with the mirror, grandma's mirror. It's one of those old mirrors. We should look and see. Because it's got that bubbling effect oh, to it. Oh, okay. So, so it probably has a silver It's upstairs bag. in mom's house. But I had that in my room for years and years. And I, it just always brought me comfort, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I really, I miss having it. I just don't have any space in my house. <laughs> Another thing that I heard about, me and Dana were sitting there talking about tattoos. And then I told her we were going to do a show about mirrors. And at her shop, she says that there's a lot of people that come in and get tattoos of mirrors on their body. And it's um something called like Victoria mirror or something like that. Okay. Well, you know, I have some information about tattoos. Oh, do you? Yeah. This okay. is this is cool. Um, you know, it's common knowledge that the mirror has always symboled femininity, and especially in the ancient world. And then the the um, female symbol is the Venus mirror, denoting um, beautiful Aphrodite. So, you know, the also. <laughs> This is getting around to the tattoos, but the mirror has a double meaning in Christian tradition. On one hand, it's the symbol of the Virgin Mary, in which God appeared through his own image, and it's a symbol of wisdom and truth. And then on the other hand, it's an object in religious paintings 
often attributed to loose women and charmers symbolizing vanity and vice. Oh. So a mirror for a Buddhist is a reminder that in our world that all living things are an illusion and a reflection of karma. In addition, it's a symbol of pure, your pure soul, um, a condition of enlightenment, also called samsara, which I think we talked about on another podcast. Mm. So mirror tattooing, you know, placing one on the body is thought to be symbolic of your own concentration on self-understanding or a symbol of deep comprehension of the world around you. Or it can be vice versa. It could be like a reflection of your carelessness. A tattoo will emphasize your honesty. It'll show you pride and love for yourself. A broken mirror tattoo, though, uh, may indicate a great uh, many difficulties or heavy losses in what you always want to keep and remember. Oh, okay. So Yeah, because we were talking, because, you know, I've been talking to Dana a lot lately because she's uh, recovering and she's doing awesome. Hey, she's girl. walking now. Come on, girl. You get it. Go, girl. The boat's in the water, and she actually <laughs> went out, took her walker on the dock. Awesome. Walked out I'm to so the boat last night, so they had a sunset cruise. Nice. So before we let you go, let's talk about the most famous haunted mirror in a very haunted location. I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. Um, I wonder, now, side note. Side note, everybody get a pen. I wonder about the mirrors in prisons. I just thought of that. I wonder if there's any haunted mirrors in prison. Oh, my gosh, with all that energy in there. Why wouldn't there be? And they only let them have like a little tiny Yeah, and it's the metal. Yeah. It's like a chrome. Yeah, it's not even glass or anything. So, anyhow, the most famous haunted mirror in the, one of the most famous haunted locations is the Mirror and Myrtle's Plantation. Yes. What about that? Okay, so the legend goes, the owner of the plantation had this big, huge, beautiful mirror, and I believe it's still there to this day. The owner had a slave, and they named her Chloe. Now, Chloe was always mischievous, and she had been eavesdropping in on the her owner, and he cut her ear off. Oh. To punish her. Okay. So she had to wear this headband around to hide her her missing ear. So she felt that she needed to find a way to get in good favor with the owner again. So in her distorted thoughts, I guess you would call it, she decided to poison the wife and mm-hmm. the two children. And then she was going to make them well again. Yeah, I remember that. So she was basically going to make them sick, mm-hmm. to nurse them and heal them, so she would look like a hero in the eyes of the owner who had cut her ear off. So what happened was in the dining area or near the dining area, the wife and the children had eaten what she had cooked, and she had put some, I think it was oleander leaf, oleander leaf. Oh, really? can't be don't quote me on that folks she put too much in and they got very ill and passed away they just died it is believed that the souls of the wife and the two children were absorbed into the mirror oh okay and that's where they remain and they're in i guess you would just call it like a purgatory or hell and tortured now chloe had told some of the other slaves what she had done because she was so guilt-ridden. She, you know, never intended to kill them. She just wanted to make them sick enough to make them better. 
Well, the other slaves didn't like that, and they were afraid that they were going to get in trouble too. So in the middle of the night, they came in and they drug Chloe out of the, you know, basic barracks or whatever yeah. they were staying in and hung her. Oh. And then threw her dead body in the river. Now, the interesting part is the owner never got over it, and he ended up passing away. When, I think it was in the 50s, maybe, you know, we've all seen that famous photograph. They were for go- photographing the... The grounds. Of the it. grounds yeah. for insurance purposes, you know, just taking photographs. And she appears standing right next to the house. So yeah. she's still there. Yeah. Probably still trying to make amends for mm-hmm. what she did. And... um if you look on YouTube, you know, there's people who have looked into that mirror and seen things. Okay. Um, the workers there, people who visit, probably on the ghost hunting shows as well. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sure they all have some point there in front of that mirror. It's giant, you know, it's huge. Yeah, because um, yeah, in all those old homes, man, everything was so big. The ceilings were so tall. I was just in the Hayes, I believe, President Hayes' house in Fremont. I did a tour, you know, just self-guided tour there. <laughs> and everything's so big. They had life-size paintings of the president and his wife. Life-size, huge, hand-painted, you know. It's like, wow. That's amazing. I don't know if there was a haunted mirror there. Probably. <laughs> no, everybody, all our listeners are going to be listening to our podcast, and then they're going to run into their bathroom and close do the it. door. And they're going to do Mary. the... Bloody Mary. Blue baby. Blue baby. Blue baby. And the problem with the blue baby one again, if you do it, be careful, because if mama comes and breaks the mirror, you're stuck with the damn baby <laughs> for eternity. Okay. Or get some pampers <laughs> <laughs> for yourself. Yeah. When you poop, when <laughs> mom shows up <laughs> and the baby crying baby for all of eternity. That is a phenomena. <laughs> do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. <laughs> all right let's get out of here um (laughs) too much caffeine today i'm telling you about my fourth mountain dew but i've always even to this day when i look into a mirror it's so bizarre because i look into a mirror i see such a sexy face (laughs) i do actually work with someone Mm -hmm. and i i've got to talk to him we've got to get him on the show he actually looks into a mirror now and sees a different person than when he did years ago. Really? I think, if I can remember, I, I should remember this, but I think he drowned. And ever since he drowned, he says the, oh. the first time he looked in a mirror after that, he realized that he was looking at a completely oh, different wow. face. That's cool. And we sat in, a, call it the CMM room. It's a room that has a measuring device in it. Mm-hmm. We sat in that room for an hour and he told me this story and it just blew my mind because who, I would never ever imagine this person Mm -hmm. telling me these stories and he just sat there and said, I've never told anybody this, but so we got to get him on the show. It was an amazing story. Absolutely. And to this day, he says when he looks into a mirror, he sees a complete different person than who he remembers. Oh, wow. He has a living Mandela effect. Ooh. So. Interesting. All right. So. Thank you. We have to remind you guys. Of where we're going to be. Yes. We have a lot of conventions coming up that we we weren't prepared for. We just all of a sudden, all these people want us to be at their conventions. So we have a few of them coming up. First one is July 30th in Chelsea, Michigan. This is right outside Ann Arbor. It's the Michigan Bigfoot um, Conference. Okay. And 
I don't have much information on this, but it's going to be a Michigan Bigfoot conference. So you can just go to their Facebook page. Yeah. You know, everybody knows how to. But that's where we're going to be on July 30th. So come out. Uh, it's not, a Saturday, so yeah. you can travel. Now, after that, on September 3rd, we're going to be in Charlotte, Michigan. Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte Michigan. Michigan. At the Festival of Oddies. Now, this is a completely free outside show. It's at the center of town, in right by the courthouse. There's tours of the courthouse. It's all kind. Of, and as a matter of fact, now that I'm th- thinking about it, if you listen to the show last week, we had the person that is actually going to be there. <laughs> but no, that's going to be our next convention after the Bigfoot convention. Mm-mm. Michigan no. Paracon, August twenty fourth. Oh, that's squeezed in there. I forgot about I know. that. Oh, so come on up to Sault Ste. Marie. It's the top of Michigan. As far as you can drive on 75. As far as you can drive. I will take you to the Palace Saloon and we'll get firecrackers, which is my absolute favorite food in all the world. It's the most yummiest thing you ever eat in your entire lifetime. And if you've seen anybody on television (laughs) and wanted to see what they're like in real life, go to Michigan Paracon because they will be there. They'll all be there. They will all be there except for... Bag and Zach. (laughs) (laughs) The haunted hair of Zach. No. (laughs) But yeah, so come on out to these conventions. I'm going to put mm-hmm. them up on the on our uh, page if you need to know the addresses yep. and everything. But come on out, see us, oh. say hi, tell us your story, we get on the microphone, get on our show, and have some fun. Absolutely. Okay. Well, All right. Bye. Have a great week, everybody. Do something fun. Do something nice for yourself. Stay cool. Drink some water, and we'll talk to you next week. And you know, when you look into a mirror, mm. it is not reality. <gasps> Bang, bang, bang. Let's listen to some reality by crud. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Badass. Deadly Dana on base. Oh,